Midnight Facts for Insomniacs. <laughs> I just learned something. Oh, I'm having fun now. His father, the king, ordered a shepherd to get rid of the child. But the shepherd couldn't do it. Not sure why you would task a random shepherd with infanticide. <laughs> you just find some wandering vagabond and you're like, hey, do me a solid. <laughs> kill this kid for me. Come on, bro. Be cool. I'd kill a kid for you. <laughs> All right, Duncan. Yo. So do you have a favorite myth from history? Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a lovely Aztec myth that I, I've always enjoyed where it was Hummingbird who created the stars. Every night, the cloak of night was pulled over the sky and Hummingbird decided one night for whatever reason to fly up to the cloak and poke with his very thin little needle nose holes in it. And that's why we have the stars. Hmm. That's uh, ridiculous, but adorable, <laughs> as all myths kind of are. That's a silly, silly thing, especially because they would like change over time. I guess the, the cloak gets pulled a little to the left throughout the year. It doesn't... Um, doesn't work. You're, you're applying literalism <laughs> and critical thinking to you know, probably have to turn off my rational brain for these ones. Yeah, maybe. And just just go with it. I'm gonna have to go with the flow. Just turn down the dicometer. <laughs> <laughs> That's another way to put it. I'd call it my rational brain. You call it being a dick. <laughs> this was actually suggested by Sophia from Belfast. So another from across oh, the Belfast, pond. Then. That's all right. Well done. Yeah. So we've got a lot of fans across the pond. I love these peoples. These are my peoples. We're in California, so it's across like 3,000 miles of land and then a pond. Yeah. So we're going to talk about myths that are still relevant and maybe how they're relevant today. Hmm. Fair enough. So let's talk really quickly about the Greek gods. The first Greek gods are not the ones that we typically think of. Hmm. So we think of Zeus and Ares and Poseidon, but those are the third generation of Greek gods. Oh, no, yeah, no, I know this one. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, there were the Titans before them. There were the Titans before them. And then the ones before them, I can't remember. They were the primordial deities. Right. The primordial, primordial deities. Deities. Yes. The very first beings, they were spawned from the empty void known as chaos. <laughs> Incidentally, voids, not very chaotic. Absolutely nothing happening in a void by definition. Could not be less chaotic. <laughs> Pretty orderly in their nothingness. Yeah. Not a lot of chaos in a vacuum. Mm -mm. So regardless, the primordial deities are like big bang gods. They just appear out of nowhere. And the main ones are Nyx, goddess of night, Hemera, goddess of daytime, and Gaia, goddess of earth. Right. Gaia gave virgin birth to Uranus. <clears throat> it sounds like a punchline to a terrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm five at heart. So. I know. Uranus is the god of the sky. I don't know how to say that without. <laughs> All right. Sounds like is... you kind of pulled that out of your ass. <laughs> oh, uh, we quit. Uh, this is this is the second time we've decided that we're not doing the podcast anymore because it got too stupid. So the god of the sky. I'm going to stop saying Uranus. You just so say Uranus. The god of the sky, Uranus. Wasted no time uh, getting freaky with his mother. And they gave birth to the Titans. Incest. Nothing ever good comes from it. They were the first products of celestial incest. Mm. But not the last. No. There are a bunch of Titans. I'm not going to name them all. But suffice to say that the Titan Cronus had sex with his sister Rhea and then gave birth to Zeus, the second generation of incest. 
The bloodline's getting a little thin at this point. <laughs> the family tree is a trunk. Gene pool's getting a little shallow. And maybe that explains some of Zeus's later behavior because he is a dick. Douche. He is Huge a Huge douche. Just a big horn dog and just a jerk. Yeah. He's also not a very good son. Along with his brothers and sisters, who are the generation known as the Olympians, the most recognizable gods to us, Zeus and Hera and Ares. Aphrodite. Aphrodite and, yeah. and Athena. Uh, he and all of those siblings overthrew their parents and all of the rest of the Titans and locked them away. Right. You don't ever trust an inbred god because Zeus, big dick. I don't know if he had a big dick, but he was a big dick. <laughs> you assume as a god he was well hung. I mean, that would be... Maybe that's why he was a dick because he was a god and yet... Micropene. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be mad. Dude, like of all that, really? I've become a swan too. King of gods, and this is what I'm slinging. This is what I'm working with. <laughs> really? <laughs> I will throw some lightning and some shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is the ultimate phallic symbol. It's Seriously. just like tossing a lightning bolt at someone. <laughs> Be like, I can't fuck you. So, God, God, come on, metaphor if I've ever heard one. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, though, because incest is part of pretty much every major religion, especially like if you believe in Christianity, you believe that Adam and Eve had sex mm. and then everything else has been incest. Right. From then on, it's just brothers and sisters boning and cousins and, you know, you get far enough down the line, but you're still second, third, 180 millionth cousin removed from everyone you're fucking if you believe in this stuff. And even if you don't, if you don't, you believe in evolution and we all started with a couple of cells and they fucked, and we've been mm. cells have been boning ever since. Uh, I actually the cells were just dividing, so right. it's even more incestuous because it all comes from one. So, so you know what? Evolution, filthy. Uh, I don't want to correct your DNA, <laughs> no, biological knowledge there. So we'll just it's exactly, move on. It's exactly how it happened. Okay. It was. <laughs> try. <laughs> There are occasional moments where you're hyper-rational, like, uh, this is A, and then B, and then C, and there's just gaps in your knowledge where well, I just get to sit there been, and go, though, mm. But there was cell, cellular uh, division is typically how they think we started out, but right. there were probably but multiple in cellular cells. division, there's scrambling of the DNA. Like, it's, it's okay, I'm banging things. Um, <laughs> As were the cells. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. So, yeah, you know, unzipping, rezipping. Okay. Proteins. I like my version. So, <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> so, Greek and Roman myths are intertwined and also intertwined in everyday life in the modern world, sometimes in really simple pedestrian ways. Okay. For instance, the word cereal comes from Ceres, the Roman goddess of grain, agriculture, and fertility. She was the goddess Roman. of the hardest harvest. Yeah. So, she was the Roman version of the Greek god Demeter. So first she was Demeter, then she became Ceres, and then she became Cereal. Or the modern... You kind know, of a downgrade, honestly. The, no, I mean, you know, we have it We have it in American, uh, the American god called Quaker. Is that a thing? No. No. <laughs> Kellogg, the famous <laughs> god of... God, of, god of, of the harvest that we don't use no more. God of uh, blandness. God of... Banality. <laughs> banality. Yes. Yeah. Kellogg. Do you know Kellogg? Do you know the story behind cereal? We'll have yes. to do that sometime. It's it's basically a guy who hated masturbation, horses. so he made people eat masturbation. What Kellogg? So there's a. We'll get into this at some point. It's interesting. He was very anti 
masturbation and sex and so he created these retreats like spas that people would go to and not masturbate that was the whole thing just don't masturbate and he would fed them really bland foods so that they wouldn't be uh stimulated wouldn't be stimulated and Mm. tempted to do you know i don't know sweet things like touch a junk and (laughs) it sounds like 1920s thinking no it might have been earlier that's a good question i know well you know what we will do an episode on it it is interesting you heard it here first kellogg is going down yeah not on anyone, because that would be sort of masturbatory. The no going down. Just <clears throat> eat your bland flakes and stop <laughs> talking dirty. So the Romans celebrated Ceres with a week-long festival every year. She was sacred. Mm. And we honor her by turning her into Fruit Loops and Count Chocula. That's pretty sacred, bro. She was the Roman goddess of fertility and is now the American goddess of soggy breakfast foods. Only if you let him sit. Some of them immediately. I get so mad with my life cereal, which I enjoy. Two seconds in the milk and just structural integrity is lacking. You got to eat life like it's draining away. You got (laughs) to dig right into life. I do love some life cinnamon. That's some num num num. That's tasty. Let's talk about the Olympics. Most of us hopefully know that the Olympic Games are a reference to the ancient Greek Olympic Games, which started as a festival in honor of the king of gods, Zeus, the renowned dick, and later incorporated competitive elements like wrestling and foot racing. It took place every four years at the town of Olympus on the Peloponnese Peninsula. I've actually been there. Hmm. Very scenic. Ironically, not anywhere close to Mount Olympus, which is a real mountain, and the legendary home of the gods was supposedly at the top of Mount Olympus. It's a real mountain in Greece. And you know what? Not a great strategy for a legend. Yeah. To create one that can you be easily... You want to go meet the god? It's right up that hill. <laughs> you don't want to create one that could be easily disproved. Yeah. It would like, it'd be like if we all believed that Jesus was just chilling at the top of the space needle. It'd be like, at some point, someone's going to take an elevator up there. And just be like, nope. Dude, tourists would accidentally find him. <laughs> and tourists find Jesus all the time. Touche. And Mount Olympus is not that tall as mountains go. Like anyone could have hiked up there... Any, most people could have hyped up, up there to check it out. These days, around 10,000 people a year climb it. It takes about two days to get to the top. From what I read, Greeks did occasionally climb it, often priests. And I guess they just figured all the gods were on vacation. <laughs> Seems kind of empty up here. <laughs> and took their, Hello? And took their houses with them. <laughs> like, just my luck. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Cosmic do not disturb sign on this fucking cloud. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Not the best home of the gods where you could walk up there. It's like the gods are on that ant hill, (laughs) that mound. See that termite mound? That holy termite mound. That's where our gods live. Don't (laughs) go there. Don't go over there. (laughs) We have put some caution tape around there for a reason. Don't go near the holy ant hill. Respect the tape, bro. Respect the tape. So an Olympiad was the Greek term for a period of four years, Hmm. similar to how we refer to seven days as a week or the British refer to two weeks as like a fortnight. An Olympiad, four years. So the games took place once every Olympiad. Amusing that we now call people who attend the Olympics as an Olympiad. We call them Olympians. Do we? Yeah. Okay. And this Olympiad, we're going to have no Olympics. Sad times. COVID. There's going to be... I, I give this many fucks. Yeah. You don't care about sports in any form. 
but the Olympics are important to a lot of people. I feel bad for a lot of the athletes who are going to perform. I really like watching gymnastics. Mm. I particularly enjoy Simone Biles. Mm. Even some of our modern myths are based on the Greeks and Romans. For instance, the title of Mary Shelley's novel Frankenstein, the full title is actually Frankenstein, the modern Prometheus. Ah, uh, Promethea. Yeah. First, a fact that still isn't common knowledge, Frankenstein, not the name of the monster. Nope. The name of the scientist, the mad yeah. scientist who created him, Victor Frankenstein. So when Mary Shelley chose the title Frankenstein, the modern Prometheus, she's referring to the mad scientist, Dr. Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense because in the myth of Prometheus, he was a Titan, one of the inbred ass gods who came before Zeus and the Olympians, and he crafted humans from mud. So he was the creator of humanity, along with the Olympian goddess Athena, who breathed life into the mud figures. So in the novel, Dr. Frankenstein is giving life to a lifeless body, creating a man just like Prometheus did. Right. And didn't also Prometheus, like Prometheus's sin and what Zeus, Zeus, fire. right. Yeah. Zeus punished him for all eternity to have his, his liver pecked out by a vulture. Yeah. Or an eagle. One of the two. Um, but he brought fire to us because he felt bad to us. Yeah, the whole creating and championing humans didn't work out well for Prometheus. Didn't work out well for Dr. Frankenstein either. Ma don't, don't make people. Making people always backfires. It backfired on God. So all you people who want to make people, all you people who want children, that's a good learn point. from Prometheus. <laughs> don't make people. Stop making people. Stop making people, God damn All of you. All of you. Yes, and he was punished horrifically. He was bound to a rock to have his liver eaten by birds over and over again. For eternity. I don't know where they come up with these torments, but that was what... They, had, just, to, they had to fucking done it. You could just waterboard them. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to pulling out people's fingernails? Like, we... Really? They grow back. We have to get creative. Yeah. You could pinch me really hard, and I would just give up all my secrets or whatever. I'd be like, all right, that's... No. You win. <laughs> ow 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 fuck it yes. all right fine stop all right i did it whatever it was stop <laughs> stop pinching me it's getting tender stop it <laughs> no. so as you're aware as a psychologist quite a few psychological conditions are named after greek myths indeed the oedipal complex originally identified or proposed at least by sigmund freud describes a child's feelings of attraction to his or her opposite sex parent and feelings of jealousy toward the same sex parent Technically, it's the generic name for both the Oedipal Complex and the Electro Complex. You can really describe them both as just the Oedipal Complex or Oedipus Complex. Yep. Uh, but classically, the idea is that a boy wants to have sex with his mother and kill his father. That's kind of the original template right. of it. Every child is a horny psychopath. <clears throat> and of course, this is based on the Greek myth of Oedipus, mm -hmm. who accidentally, and this is important, he accidentally slept with his mother. <laughs> he didn't accidentally sleep with her. He accidentally Oops, slept I with slipped his... and my <laughs> yeah. dick fell in this woman. Yeah, it was an accident that it was his mother. The right. sex was not an accident. He knew what he was doing. Do you know much about the Oedipus myth? I do, and I have a, actually have a fun bit of biology to, to add to this. There are studies that prove that if you are related to someone, like let's say a father uh, is separated from their daughter at birth. Hmm. and then meets them later on in life, uh -huh. the daughter and the father are inclined to have sex with each other because they recognize genetic material in each other. 
they subconsciously recognize. They don't it's, even. It's so, semi-conscious. It's basically on a level of instinct. So these are people who know that they're related. No, they have no idea they're related, yeah. but they're more inclined to, to end up together. Maybe this is related to a later one called narcissism, also related to a Greek myth, which is we all kind of love ourselves. And you're like, you meet someone, you're like, you know who you remind me of? I don't know either, but I want to bone you. But you know who it reminds them of? It reminds them of themselves. Yeah, that's interesting. We, I wonder if it's pheromones. We smell pheromones, the, the DNA. Genetic, yeah, g- genetic <laughs> yeah, I like the way your DNA smells. <laughs> you got a purdy DNA. You got some, <laughs> you got some nice nucleotides. How you doing? Let's go into the myth. Yes, uh, please. Before he was born, the oracle at Delphi, who featured prominently in Greek mythology, she was always starting shit. She predicted that in the future, Oedipus would murder his father and marry his mother. And as a result, his father, the king ordered a shepherd to get rid of the child but the shepherd couldn't do it not sure why you would task a random shepherd with infanticide (laughs) like maybe give it to a soldier or a warrior or someone who works in the castle so they feel like a sense of obligation you just find some wandering vagabond and you're like hey do me a solid (laughs) kill this kid for me come on bro be cool i'd kill a kid for you <laughs> I love the idea of like let's put it in modern times. Like dude wanders out of a hospital, babe in arm, mm. and just sort of hands like him to the, the first taxi walking by be like, hey bruh, like, go kill this. It's like giving it to your Uber driver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go throw this off hey, a bridge. It's I'll all give, good. I'll give you a twenty if you'll kill this baby for me. <laughs> <laughs> and of course the shepherd doesn't cause human. Because yeah, he's human, he's not a terrible human being. <laughs> So Oedipus survived and ended up being raised by the king and queen of another city. I like how he goes from being a prince in one town to just immediately being a prince in another town. The sweet life this guy has. Seriously. As he got older, he learned of the prophecy, but he assumed that it applied to his current parents because he didn't know that he was adopted. They had not told him. Not the best strategy. (laughs) He decided he would move far away so that he could never... Kill his father and marry his mother. Dude, that would be my first story to my son. If that was true. Yeah. No, no, it's not us. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever get the urges, if those urges come up, it's son, not us. <laughs> let me show you. Give you you are map. fully adopted. Let me give you a map. You see, X marks the bone your mother and kill your father spot. spot. <laughs> Hope you like brooches. And I like how he was actually worried about this prophecy. Like, how little uh, does he trust himself that he's like, really, I might kill my father and marry my mom. I should get out of town because that sounds like me. That sounds like something I would do, to be honest. <laughs> Maybe he was just very self-aware. He was like, mom's kind of hot. And he's like, I drink. Dad's a- kind of a dick. <laughs> he's like, I-, I do drink a lot. <laughs> Dad's kind of a jerk. <laughs> There's been a lot of blackouts. <laughs> That would be the ultimate blackout. You're like, oh, God, what did I do last night? It's like, dude, don't. Don't ask. Your mom's looking particularly happy. Your dad's looking a little bit dead. <laughs> looking a little black around the edges. Racist. So he leaves town. And, of course, he unwittingly returns to his original hometown. And on the way, he kills a stranger who turns out to be his father. Because that kind of thing happened back then. You'd be minding your own business and just kill a stranger. It's a different time. And when he arrives at his hometown that he doesn't know is his hometown, he found the town being menaced by the legendary monster, the Sphinx. Yep. Half lion, half human. And she had this weird hobby. She liked to ask people questions. And if they got the questions wrong, she ate them. Worst trivia night 
ever. <laughs> There's not really an upside. It's like I leave with what I came with. Also, what skews me out about this story, if you've seen the the Sphinx, the human half is the head. That means she was eating people with her human mouth. The, That's worse to me. Well, the Sphinx also had some nice titties. That's what I remember in the illustrations They'd in my books. Covered with gore while she's eating you after you got the question wrong. Somehow that is way more horrific to me mm. than being eaten by a monster with a lion face. Mm. It's like a lion body and then just this human mouth is eating you. That's fucking gross. Ugh. So okay. much worse. Oedipus solved the riddle of the Sphinx and the prize was marrying the queen. Ta-da. Oops. When he found out that he had slept with his mother and killed his father, he stabbed himself in the eyes and went blind. Like you do when you stab yourself in the eyes. Yeah, I'm not clear why he did this. Like, does he think that if he can't see something that it didn't happen? Like, is he like... My dick will not have gone in my mom if I remove my eyes. Is he an infant where he just like covers his eyes and he's like, no, did not fuck mom. And then uncovers his eyes and he's like, ah! What did I do? They cover his eyes again. And he's like, oh, it's all good. It's all good. Didn't, didn't happen. Open eyes. Mom looks well laid and slightly uncomfortable. Close eyes. Blissful yeah. darkness. That does not, uh, that doesn't negate what happened, buddy. Yeah. Your eyes were not at fault. It was other parts of your body. One in particular. Yeah. One might say. So we talked about the Electra complex. It refers to female children who are attracted to their fathers and resent their mothers. The myth of Electra is a little less cut and dried. She did conspire with her brother to kill her mother, Clytemnestra, but that's because her mother had killed her father, Agamemnon, mm. which that's not, that's just justified. It's <clears throat> revenge. It's just fuck you. That's not like I uh, You're irrationally. You're an abusive asshole. Like I'm going to take you out. Yeah. That's not irrationally having, being attracted to your father and wanting to kill your mother. That's like, hey, don't kill people or you get what's coming to you. So yeah, if someone killed my dad, be miffed <clears throat> narcissism ah uh, narcissist and the narcissistic personality disorder refers to narcissus the famous greek mythological hunter who was super handsome and fell in love with his own reflection narcissism is a psychological disorder that initially referred to excessive masturbation because the masturbator has become his own object of sexual gratification and obsession so every teenage boy is a narcissist <laughs> And every grown man. I would agree. As well. We're all narcissists. Um, yeah. There are tons of depictions of the mythological figure of narcissists. You can Google these classical paintings and sculptures. And I have to say, not that hot. He's overrated. Beauty changes over time. You know what's worse than being full of yourself? Being ugly and full of yourself. Being deluded. <laughs> being delusional. <laughs> so modern corporations have adopted Greek mythology for their brands. We'll just go through a few of them because there's a ton. Midas. Yep. After King Midas. Ajax cleaning products. Amazon. Mm. Trojan condoms. Mm. Which, by the way, the Trojans are most famous for losing a war <laughs> by allowing the enemy to sneak inside the walls and release a gang of invading soldiers. Not super comforting as a birth control method. Just throwing that out there. Not sure what their strategy was. Not, not the ideal pictograph to just sort of... <laughs> You know, display. The Olympus Camera Company, Nike, Trident Gum. Or Nike. Nike. Athena Nike was Athena's full name. And Nike oh. means victory in Greek. Huh. And uh, yeah, Athena Nike. Midnight Facts. I just learned some shit. Trident Gum. Yeah. The Trident. Yeah. Oracle, the 
company, mm-hmm. Pandora. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morphine is named after the Greek god of sleep. Morpheus. And uh, the Matrix. <laughs> it's Morpheus. Probably one was named before the other. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Common sayings that come from ancient Greek mythology. The Midas touch. Yep. The Achilles heel. Yep. Opening Pandora's box. Mm. The face that launched a thousand ships, which was Helen of Troy. Those are all sayings that come from Greek mythology. Yep. Mm. And of course, astrology has deep ties to the Greeks and Greek myths. So, you know, thanks for that. Also a huge pile of dross bollocks. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Greeks. So that is our first episode on mythology. We might do more in the future. We might go to some different countries to explore their myths. But this was more about uh, how Greek mythology still manifests in daily life. And to me, it's interesting. I have been to Greece numerous times. I spent a week on Crete a couple years ago. That was a lot of fun. Mm. I have always had an interest in Greek mythology. So that was kind of a fun one for me. So thank you to Sophia Sophia from Belfast for that episode. And we will probably do a Mark II or Mark III because there's always the fun Egyptian gods because, you know, there's... Horus. Horus. Set. Set, um, Steve. uh, (laughs) Becky. Famous. Good old Bex. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm I'm down for a Mark II. Um, But yeah, Sophia, well done. Do keep sending those in. We really appreciate when you guys send us the topic suggestions because then I don't have to go try to figure that out on my own. And we do have a few already in the works. So if you send yours in, it might take a little while, but don't let that discourage you. Please do still send them in because we will get to them eventually. And uh, make sure that you add us on Instagram. Midnight Masses are growing and we appreciate that. We have not focused enough on social media, but I'm going to and we're starting with the Instagram. And so there's a bunch of stuff there. If you want to see what we look like and what we looked like when we were younger, when we met and the sad decline. (laughs) Back when I was pretty. The sad march of time towards dissolution. (laughs) You can go take a look. Also, I've been posting a lot of my cat. She is a huge pain in the ass. Her name is Mouse, and she is Podcat, and you will hear her every now and then, making her presence known. Yes. And she is a Bengal and a beautiful cat, the the cutest thing I've ever wanted to strangle. I (laughs) I love my cat, but man, she sucks. Cutest thing I've ever wanted to strangle. I can't wait till you breed, man. You'd be like, Bengal, you have lost your place. That's why it's not going to happen. Yeah. I'm a cat dad, and that's all. It's the only kind of dad I'll ever be. Fair enough. If you have already sent in a subject that we have used, uh, please do contact Duncan at... Duncan M. McEwen, all one word, all lowercase. That's D-U-N-C-A-N-M-M-A-C-E-W-A-N at Gmail. And drop me an address. Let me know where to send it and you will get a shirt. Let me know size, what you'd like. Black or white? Do you want the slogan on there? Or just do you want the regular logo? Now let me know, and I will send it to you. You will get it. And for everyone else, the merch store is open. It's not something where we plan to make a ton of money, so this isn't a thing that we're putting out there really to profit off our listeners. This is a way that you can show your pride. We always bug you about telling a friend, and this is a way to tell all of your friends without having to actually bother your friends. I don't have any shows coming up for a while, but check me out at ShaneRogers.net. You can see some clips of me doing comedy. You can check out any upcoming shows that hopefully I will have soon in the near future as soon as COVID lets me put some of my bookings back on the calendar. It's been really frustrating. I miss comedy, but thank God we still have this podcast to uh, be silly. Definitely. We appreciate you guys. Knowledge is power. Sleep is overrated.